Sona, this was a very nice day today. It was. Because uh, over here at our headquarters, we got this great gift, Tillamook ice cream. I'm a monster for ice cream. I know you are too. I want to take a bath in it and then I want to eat eat the ice in the eat the bath. Wait, what? I want to like bathe in it, yeah. but then I want to eat it as I'm bathing yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's a simple concept. You made it much more complicated. I know, I'm sorry. Fill a bathtub with Tillamook ice cream. I will get in it and then I will eat my way out. Yes, that's all okay, you need to there do. There you go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have so many great it's such good ice cream and they have so many great flavors. I mean, just off the top of my head, I I don't know. Birthday cake, caramel swirl, banana split, caramel toffee crunch, chocolate chip, chocolate, chocolate chip cookie dough. I think there's butter pecan, cookies and cream, French vanilla, chocolate peanut butter. Malted moose shake, I think, is one. I can't remember too well. Mounted huckleberry, Tillamook mudslide, Marionberry pie, monster cookie, old-fashioned vanilla, Rocky Road, Oregon dark cherry, waffle cone swirl, peppermint bark. I'm, I don't, I'm just going off memory here, but <laughs> holiday sugar cookie, orange and cream. Anyway, so many great flavors and uh, just incredible. You know, they they really put, and they come in family-sized cartons. Mm. Also, you're in good hands with the Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products, and the brand is farmer-owned and led by dairy experts. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. I'm going to spell it for you. That's how much I care about this product. T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Hello, my name is Lizzie Kaplan. And I feel confused about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk in blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hey there, welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast that gives and gives and gives and never takes. I said that without thinking about it, and I immediately regret it. What, what? would we take? I don't know. I just sometimes yeah. we get going and I don't give it any thought. We okay. take an hour from their lives. They yes, can't get back. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to see you both. You Matt too. Gorley, Sonam Obsession. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. 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 Correct. That is my yes. name. I am yes. not this an is, alien in this Sona's is, skin. This is not a border crossing. <laughs> yes. Yes. The yes. Senate subcommittee hearing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 That yes. is correct. That's my name. Um, distinguished gentlewoman from Altadena. <laughs> I'd like to mention something that's on my mind, oh. uh, which is that uh, recently um, we started this Team Coco channel on Sirius Radio. As you guys know, I was not a regular listener to our podcast. Right. I'm not someone who seeks out my work and wants to 
uh, enjoy it, watch it. That's just not something that I do. But what's interesting is that this serious channel started and they play podcasts that, you know, the podcasts we've done, they play a lot of different content from over the years. And I don't know what the psychological difference is, but because it's on the radio and it's just playing, when I get in my car now, I'll turn it on. And so I drove to work today. I was listening. I was in my car listening to myself and you guys. um, And I was laughing. And I realized this is the most masturbatory thing I've done <laughs> yeah. since I last masturbated. Were you masturbating at the time? Well, I want to try that okay. because that would be, I'm, I'm sure, an incredible high. Weren't you worried about someone driving up and then seeing Conan O'Brien listening to Conan O'Brien? Oh, you know what I do? when I, I, If I pull up to a light and someone pulls up next to me and they're in a convertible, I lower my window <laughs> and I laugh hysterically and I say, it's me. I'm on the radio and I'm killing it. I'm as funny as I think I am. Yeah. Confirmed. <laughs> no, I just thought, I'm sure that this is, I don't intend to do this a lot, but it is funny. First of all, I've forgotten a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. And so we've done so much over a number of years. It hasn't been that long, but we've done a lot of stuff. So I'm listening to it with fresh ears. What were you listening to? Which episode? Was I was it? listening to us with JB Smoove. Oh. Do you like it? Do you like this podcast? Yeah. Oh, cool. I do. Okay. I think there are improvements that could be made. Oh, what, oh, what improvements? Well, Sona, what do you think you bring to the table? You know what? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do. I, I, I don't even no, know. No, I, enjoy, I enjoy it. Uh, and it was just funny because I thought this is a new low. As I, uh, Why do you think me. it's a low? It's okay to listen to something. Because I shouldn't be listening to myself. No, there's nothing wrong with this being like, hey, you know what? Good job, Cones. But that's like not saying what, that to yourself? That's not what I do. I don't say, oh, good job, Cones. I say, you're killing it! <laughs> <laughs> At least you admit you're it. You're destroying! <laughs> At least you admit it. I think there are some people that wouldn't admit that they listen to themselves. You know? I high-fived myself. <sighs> that's when you're masturbating? Which, that means both him. No. Okay. <laughs> well, first of all, I use one of those trucker devices. What? What? Yeah, they plug into the... Yeah, you can buy them. Oh, you mean like a flashlight? Let's just say that you... <laughs> I, I was a trucker for a while. Whoa. Oh, yeah. my God. In between of gigs. Of all the jobs that you could pretend you've ever done, <laughs> hey, guess what? trucker is the most far-fetched. Guess you know what? that it is. I did or- go to trucking school, and I took a class, uh, and I drove a big rig, and you can watch it. It was a late-night remote. Okay, and- you did it for count. jokes and yeah. yucks and no, stuff. No, but I actually did have to learn how to drive what we call, in the business, the big rig. Oh, oh. and uh, I think there's so many truckers that just are so angry right yeah. now. <laughs> Listen, I the the course was just a couple of hours, and I took it maybe 25 years ago. But I think I'm every bit as good a trucker as any trucker out no. there right now. Oh, no way, man. Okay. And I'll tell you this. <laughs> no. But anyway, I've heard tell that there's a device that can plug in. It's like a if one wants to pleasure oneself while driving. Um, it's no hands. Uh, so it is a fleshlight, right? Yeah. Does it plug into the cigarette lighter? Why do you need to plug it in? Well, I prefer, there's one now that's solar powered. Oh. You just, you just, you uh, attach a little, uh, thing to the, to the roof of your car, the sunroof. Uh-huh. Because I'd like to go eco and be green. Sure. But what's it, is it doing a whomp, 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 whomp? <laughs> Excuse me? What? Do that again. Why are you plugging, again. is it whomp, 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 whomp? Come is see it? the human flashlight live on stage. Whomp, Soda yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, first of all, what does it do? Why are you plugging it in? Yeah. I mean, can't you just also? Why do you even need it to? Also, it's not just truckers. I'm thinking that Matt, do this, Matt. <laughs> yeah. You must understand what oh. I'm talking about here. I think you're on I a, do. You're on a long trip and you're driving your truck. Oh, am I hauling cab over Pete and a Kenworth 18 wheeler with 18 gears? There oh, you go. God, yeah. you there too. you go. Man, yeah. Right, and then uh, you're far away. Uh, you're lonely. Yeah. Uh, and then you got to take care of business, but you uh, don't want to take your hands off the wheel. I'm ten ten on the side. I'm hiding pickles in you're... the shade. I got a bear in the air. Oh, oh yeah. I said, let that trucker roll ten four because we got a great big convoy going through the night. No, what? you're climaxing as you're driving. Isn't that you can't dangerous? Help, but when you're when you're hauling, yep. Tell them just a bed, a what bed you... full of logs, or you got a uh, 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 reefer, which is refrigerated cargo. What? Yep. Yeah. And you're you're going when you're hauling great when, you're, when you're hauling reefer you're and you're stacked and you're Peterbilt and Ooh. you're heading down oh man I'm getting excited just no no about and it. you're you're heading down the old concrete highway yeah uh, you um you need sometimes to blow off some steam and that's when the old whoop, whoop, whoop comes in you got the bandit running blocker for you eastbound and down long yeah. way to go short time to time get there time to get there, there. Ooh, right run old bandit run you got um uh, contraband coors. Yeah, got to get it over the Arkansas state line. Yeah, you're, you got to help Texarkana. You got to help Sally Fields. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, we went too far. Oh. You guys did a long time ago. You I don't stop I at still... a choke and puke and get a Diablo sandwich. Okay. Oh, oh my God. Now I'm gonna look <laughs> at... you, Have you memorized the movie? <laughs> it's one of my favorite. Have you memorized the this movie? This is a movie. <laughs> you're yes. It, this time. is a movie. What do you do? What is this? This is Smokey <laughs> and the Bandit, one of the great movies of all time. Oh, that's what this Burt is. Burt Reynolds. Yes. Jerry Reed. Oh my God, Jerry Reed, musician ever lived. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll agree with yeah. you. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the late uh, Jerry Reed, one oh. of the great pickers of all time, who wonderful. wrote um, wonderful songs uh, for Elvis Presley, yeah. among some, and was a great recording artist in his own right, and uh, then uh, went on to be the sidekick in the, the Bandit movies. And he's a really good actor. Terrific. Oh, I never wow. got to meet him. I wish oh, I'd met him. I'm jealous. Yeah. But anyway, I'm worried that we got off topic. How so? Which is How a so? device yeah. that pleasures your penis <laughs> when you plug it in, or there is a uh, solar option. Okay. okay. Wow. So let's get the word out on that. Is there one that you could plug into a potato like those old little kids' clocks and you could and get it, powered that way? I don't think so. I'll I'm, work I'm, on it. Most in my childhood, everything was powered by a potato. Yours specifically, myself. yeah. And so I... <laughs> There was just way too many potatoes in my childhood. So no, it would, uh, that's a boner killer right there. Anyway, this took a turn for the worse. Yeah. But a shout out to the late Jerry Reed uh, and to truckers everywhere. Uh, we respect what you do. And to anyone who needs to use a device that plugs into a cigarette lighter to relieve themselves on the road. I mean, these are all things that I just want to make sure that we wrap up and salute them okay. in that order. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's get started. All right. My guest today, if she's oh, still here. I'm sorry, I can't believe this my, was an intro. Yeah, my guest today, if she's still. This was the I, intro. I like to say if she's still here. Yeah. We have many guests now leave during the intro. That's right. Very uh, talented actress, you know, from such films and TV shows as Mean Girls, Cloverfield, and Masters of Sex. Now you can see her in the new FX miniseries Fleischman in Trouble. I really do adore this person and have for a long time. Very excited she's uh, with us today. Lizzie Kaplan, welcome. I was under the impression that we already were kind of friends, so... No, I thought we were too, and then I checked the paperwork. Mm. No. 
Oh. We never got to friend status. <laughs> right. You saw that I just forged like a cat paw print instead of my name. In the paperwork. <laughs> well, uh, yes, we should disclose that uh, we have been friendly for uh, a number of years. Friendly. And, uh, um, yeah, yeah, very friendly, I think. And I have dined uh, in recently mm-hmm. with you and your uh, just incredible husband. Yeah. Who... Um, Enrages me yep. with his talent and good looks. Yes, both those things. Yes. Um, and he can tell, too. Yeah. He feels pity for me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we also had a really good time. We hung out uh, in uh, England. I was there to interview Ricky Gervais, and you were living there at the time with yep. Tom. And you guys joined up with me, and we ended up having Guinness uh, in a real pub in the northern part of London, I think. Yeah. And you ordered a scotch egg. I'll yes, never forget I that. Did. Yes. And I thought, what's a scotch egg? Because you, I romanticize when people live in a foreign country, that's always something I dream about. So you come into the pub, you're nice enough to meet up with me, you guys. You and Tom come in and you sit down and then you just seem to be uh, so comfortable, like you had become British. And you ordered a scotch egg, which I didn't even know what a scotch egg. Do you know what it is? Yeah, it's a. Isn't an egg wrapped in sausage and then fried? That's correct. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've That's had a exactly scotch what quail's egg before. Oh, dainty. <laughs> I I knew to turn to Gorley for this because if there's something, anything slightly, <laughs> give me English Anglican. and make it dainty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can tell that you romanticized it because you just called it like a real pub. I know. It was everywhere. a pub. I know. I know. But I get very uh I'm nerdy in a lot of ways, but one of my things when I was when I'm walking around in London, I just keep thinking, I'm in London. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm in a pub in London. Same. I'll have a Guinness. I'm drinking the Guinness in London. <laughs> I'm wearing a tweed cap. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm so self-conscious. I, can't. I feel like that all the time about everything. And only recently do I feel like I'm shedding that thing. Like that I'm not doing commentary about the normal things that people just seem to be doing around me without, you know, thinking too hard about it. Right, right. But we did drink a lot of Guinness that day. In the middle of the day. I may have had more. Uh, than you guys. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you maybe. <laughs> Tom was just saying, he's like, you guys... You drink when you're together, like you and I. Yeah. And I don't feel like I drink that much. But when I'm with you, Aww. my best friendly. <laughs> <laughs> ben, yeah. I also think, and I could be wrong, but there's something about Guinness that feels like it doesn't count. Like I, if I had, if someone was putting down scotch or anything like that, I'm not big into spirits. But if it's Guinness, I don't know what it is. I don't feel like it counts. It's like a meal. Yeah. It is. If yeah. someone put, took a loaf of pumpernickel bread and put it into a paper shredder <laughs> and then let it sit for a couple of months. Yeah, it's bread soup. <laughs> it's bread soup, and mm. then you drink it. Yeah. But we had, we had a very good time, and I have wanted you to be on the podcast for a long time because, and I say this with, uh, just write out, you're one of my favorite people. You really are. You Do are, you say that to everybody that walks in? You know, please, please I said it. Answer for I would no, say honest. 25% of the people, but I do feel there's sincerity in your voice this time. So I'd put that in the top 5%. Come on. I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I think hmm. uh, yeah, you're not such. So <laughs> no, <laughs> no, what, 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 no I'm kidding. I'm no. He really sincerely means it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and no, I, I, uh, I, I you, I'm always you and and the other person, my wife knows it. My wife knows that I have Lizzie Kaplan fever, and she's like, "Yeah, I get it. I totally get <laughs> Just it." Just the yeah. fact that you two drink together, he won't drink with us. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, no, yeah. no, no, no. I take a lot of pills when I'm around <laughs> you, yeah. but that's um, just for your hip. <laughs> you can take a pill for your hip. Wow, on. who knew? It's a hip pill. Pill. Uh, no, I um I adore you. You're you're such a you're such a terrific comedic actress who can also do drama. You're so good at what you do, but also uh, and we won't get into specifics, but you are so smart about people. And you and I have had conversations where different people will come up or in the industry, or whatever, and you are so incisive, not mean, just so incisive about human beings, what makes them tick, what you've noticed. And I always walk away and think like, this is an incredible person. This that's is a very- so, That's so nice. No, it's true. I, I mean this 130%. I believe you. Yeah. And that's like, I don't think anybody's ever said that to me. And I, I think it's the greatest compliment I've ever received. And I'm not even being like flippant about it. That's a right. great thing to have somebody But it's think true. About I'm you. thinking specifically of different times people have come up and you'll say something and it's just, I feel like you have a, a, super, a bit of a superpower, not a bit of a, it is a superpower to be able to just see people for who they are in this business. That's tricky. Thanks, um, Conan. Part of this journey of this podcast started with me just wanting to be very honest, if I could, about talking to people who anyone else would envy, saying, yes, it is great. I am not complaining, but also it is very complicated. And there's a lot of strange people yeah. in this business. And there's a lot of our uh, buttons get pushed. And I feel like that yeah. is something that you are aware of and you've handled it really well. I do feel like I've been sort of positioned in a just geographically positioned well meaning i'm from la mm -hmm. i have these friends that i grew up with it's probably like 10 to 15 of us who have been friends since we were little kids like five years old and none of them do this and i don't have to get on a plane to go see this group of friends they're here in the city that i live in most of the time and so i think that's been helpful like yes. they don't care and they genuinely don't care but like in a loving way whereas some people say that they don't care. Like, okay, so going back to what you're saying, because of Thanksgiving, right, just happened. I was talking to Tom, and it's like, it's almost like if you do this for a living, what we do, it's like a family disease. Tell me if you agree with this. Okay. So I'm with my family, who are amazing and wonderful, but a lot of family friends, different people kind of come in, and you get a lot of, like, I don't know if it comes from, like, I'm going to prove to you that I'm not impressed that you're an actress. I don't care that you're an actress, so I'm going to say mean shit to you. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And you kind of just take it and it's fine. But like it's always family, friends, or like some distant aunt that's like, I saw that show. It wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I liked the other thing you did. You're like, cool. I just spent eight months of my life. I don't go to like your accountancy office and say like, you know what? You're doing just fine. <laughs> like, I don't. And you sort of have to take these blows like all the time. And they're not a big deal. But right. also nobody wants to hear you complain about. It's These a little mean it's, things. It's a tricky, uh, tricky balancing act. We were talking on the podcast once to David Sedaris, and he was talking about this exact same phenomenon. And I said to him, "I get the sense that there are people that need to tax you, meaning they they apply a ta they they apply a bit of a tax to you because they think in in some way you need to pay them a little bit 
for your whatever success or perceived better life, you know, I don't know. And it's very complicated. And so the idea that no, but I'm sure other people kiss your ass. So I'm going to, I'm going to cross a crowded room and tell you, by the way, I never quite got it. (laughs) You're like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Totally. That's impressive. And it's, I mean, you have it on a much different scale than I do. And I see also that it would be really annoying for, let's say your family to have you know, your sibling have somebody. Somebody's always trying to talk to your sibling about you. Yeah, that would suck. Like yeah. I wouldn't handle that well at all. But I also don't personally feel successful or famous or any of those things ever. Like I don't think that's the reality of my situation. And so when people occasionally like to kind of stick it to me, I'm like, I was just, I was just sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It is true. You do just sit around a lot. A lot. <laughs> Most of here when we got red. here. <laughs> Every time I've bumped into Lizzie anywhere, she's just sitting. Yeah, just I sitting enjoy like a on a seat. rock or sitting on a bench. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's just, just sitting here. When I you like find it. a nice rock, <laughs> you, <laughs> you can pass go. up that opportunity. But yes, and then like the dirty little secret is like nobody wants to hear you complain. And, you know, y- you shouldn't actually complain to many people about this. It's not a universal experience. But right. it is a weird thing where... It becomes, and I see it with a lot of friends, or any like little bits of success I've had, it's it just, you're like up to level of isolation. And because nobody wants to hear you, let's say you, let's make it about you, Kelly. Okay. Nobody wants to hear you complain because yeah. you are very successful and you have a lot of money and whatever. Oh, I lost a lot of it. Oh, you yeah. used to have a lot of money. <laughs> I, I I bought up an entire collection of, uh, put all my money into Victorian pornography. Ooh. Yeah, which is not racy at all. No, um, a lot of clothes. Yeah. A lot of ankles. It's just a bare ankle here <laughs> yeah. and there. And I'm your and, only customer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and after you had bought like $8,000 worth, yeah. you were cleaned out. Yeah. But no, I, uh, I no, but it is, it, it's true. And I, I chose my life. I've, you know, had some ups and downs, but I am one of, I'm the dictionary definition of very lucky. So I have absolutely nothing to complain about. And I would like that on my tombstone, which would be ironic because I'd be dead, <laughs> which is a legitimate thing to complain about. <laughs> it is. How about up until this point, I had nothing to yeah. complain about. <laughs> <That's Asterisk. good. laughs> yeah. yeah, dot, dot, yeah. dot. <laughs> Colonel Bryan, 1963. 2025. Uh, oh. Oh, no, that shoot. gives me a little time. I know, but I have to fix up my resume. <laughs> <laughs> I got to start looking for other work. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Wow. I know you guys are. Do you want to start a podcast? <laughs> I would love to. Okay. I really like it here. We're free. Okay. Yeah, we could just keep the same space. Yeah. 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 Okay, we cool. just move from there to there. Trust and me. Then that's yeah. it. You would, everyone would be very happy with that uh, outcome. Um, yeah. This is your first podcast. Is that right? It's my first podcast and it's already feeling like I've done it wrong. No. Oh, what are you what? talking about? Oh, this is, oh, but you know what I can tell? This is you. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is you, which is, uh, my guess is you don't like to watch yourself no. do your work? No, it's very rare that I like that. I like it on this, on, on Fleischman is in Trouble. I yeah. like that. I like watching that. Which, show. by the way, I, I told you this before we started, um, uh, Fleischman is in Trouble with, it's with you and Claire Danes and Jesse Eisenberg. And uh, I was binge watching it and I am loving it. 
And it's such a good story and it's so compelling that it got to the end of the third episode and they said, yeah, now you have to wait for more. And I became enraged mm -hmm. and pulled my flat screen off the wall. Wow, and so strong. Yeah, oh, I didn't mean wow. that for that to come out, but <laughs> with a slight tug of my massive arms wow. uh, it, it, uh, and, a, and a bit of a torque of my perfect six pack. <laughs> And I'm just describing what happened. Uh, it easily came out of the wall. Huh. And Slid then I, right off. I threw it uh, up into the Tork. sky. Must have been Tork. poorly installed. Yeah. yeah. I like torque of my six pack. I've never heard that it's before. A slight, a, it was a slight torque. And yeah. just then uh, some photographers were there and they took beautiful black and white wow. photographs. Were you oiled at the time? I was oiled and bare chested. Oh, that's and nice. then I threw the flat screen up into the sky and it went into the sun. Whoa. Something, yeah. And just disappeared. But anyway, uh, I love it. A lot of beaches out there, but only one beach is the beach. <laughs> Why did your voice change? You heard me. Only one beach is the beach. <laughs> Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Say it with me. Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. Myr you didn't. That's just, just oh, a phrase. Sorry. You don't have to say it with okay. me. Uh, Myrtle Beach is 60 miles where you belong. Mm -hmm. Can you believe that? Everyone always talks about Myrtle Beach being the best beach. So much so that people refer to it as the beach. Yeah. The beach is where your best self comes out. Myrtle Beach has 60 miles of uninterrupted coastline and endless things to do on your trip. You love to eat, oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, I know the answer to that one. There are over 2,000 restaurants serving up fresh seafood, southern classics, and low country cuisine. Love music? Who doesn't? Live music is the soundtrack to the beach, or as I call it, the beach. <laughs> There's live music every night of the week, all year round. Plan your trip to the beach at visitmyrtlebeach.com. You know, Scotty's cares about the environment and has strong values they stand behind. Plus, Scotty's facial tissues are super soft, strong, and absorbent, and easy on the wallet. Whether you've got allergies or just a case of the sniffles, stock up on Scotty's facial tissues so you can stop wiping your nose on your sleeve. Isn't that disgusting when people do that, Sona? I just don't like that. No, I don't like it either. I like I like to wipe my nose on your sleeve, oh, but that's... not my sleeve. Yeah. Well, my sleeve is made of Scotty's tissues, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. That's a very cool fashion statement. Hey, and stop offering guests toilet paper to blow their nose into. That's disgusting. Hand them a Scotty's facial tissue instead. You can find Scotty's facial tissues that come in beautiful box designs. Put one in every room. Why not make your guest feel like a king or queen? Hmm. If someone offers me a tissue, sometimes people say to me, Conan, would you like a tissue? I say, is it Scotty's? And if it's not, I just swat it away. Oh, okay. Scotty's is better at what counts. For more information, visit scottysfacial.com. way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. Yeah. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair 
for six days, but not yeah. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm -hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it, it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, all right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. <laughs> I'm also a fan of your co-stars. Uh, yes. Claire Danes is a lovely person, obviously very talented. Jesse Eisenberg, um, she first came on my show many years ago when he was just starting out, I think for Squid and the Whale. And a couple of days later, a handwritten note yeah. showed up on my desk. That's adorable. And from And this very nice boy wrote me a beautiful letter thanking me for having him on the show. That's so nice. And he had me. He's like, that guy had me. And then a couple of other times, I've received a nice Jesse Eisenberg. So, uh, Jesse, if you're out there, I need another letter soon. He I, is a sweet boy. He's a really sweet guy. And now he's a sweet man, 40, 40 years old. Well, according to Wikipedia, he's 67. Oh, damn. <laughs> he, is the, he is the best guy. I love no, him. Just take it easy. No, he is the best. <laughs> the funniest. Just like, like a guy in the public eye. Have the you best. seen him rip a TV Jesus. off a wall? Bare-chested and oil? Yeah, I'd like to see Jesse do that. Yeah. I guess if the walls were made of oatmeal, it would come right off. Okay. What a weird insult. Hey, Jesse. Jesse, if you're listening, if you had to rip a flat screen off a wall, the wall would have to be made of oatmeal. <laughs> going to write we'll you a letter be, about that. We'll be right back with more insults no one's ever said <laughs> in the history of mankind. I have, I'm, I'm curious because I have not talked to you about this, but to me, you are a very natural talent and it makes me feel like you must have known you wanted to do this at an early age, but that was not the case. You had other dreams, other schemes. I mean, I now looking back, yes, I was very young when I decided mm -hmm. this, but at the time it didn't, because again, grew up in LA, did not have these dreams of actress work. I'm not even going to say stardom. <laughs> so like, being a working actor, didn't think about it. Um, and then, yeah, I went to a performing arts high school and I played the piano. Mm -hmm. And I used to be pretty good at the piano, but I was never going to be like a pianist. <laughs> right? Let's just watch the language. Okay, it's all right. Uh, and then I needed, so I quit the piano and then I needed an elective to stay in the academy and so I just said I'll do acting because I don't know how to sing or dance or mm -hmm. play the saxophone so I did that and then now I do this for a living. The did, end. You, did you feel like Freaks and Geeks was the first moment where you felt like oh this gelling or were there experiences before Freaks and Geeks? That, that was my first experience. That was the first thing. You hadn't I, done I like I a did. commercial? Nothing. Or, okay. My first thing was one line on Freaks and Geeks opposite Ben Foster, mm -hmm. who was amazing in the show. Like, everybody in that show was amazing. Yeah. And I just found, I had to go through, 
like periodically I have to go through this big box of old photos, usually like for set decoration for whatever I'm working on. They always want to, you know, like put your own family photos and photos of you when you're a little kid up. So I go through this box and I found this photo that I hadn't seen forever. And it was the day that I had done this job, this Freaks and Geeks, one mm-hmm. day of work, first day ever. And I remember this moment. I remember sitting there like talking to my dad and his girlfriend and being like, it was so crazy. There was somebody. Because I'd never even been on a set. And it's like, you stand on this thing. It's like a piece of paper or a tape and they call it a mark. And I was eating a banana. And then it was time for us to shoot the thing. And somebody came and just held my banana for me <laughs> and then like gave it back to me. And then somebody else did that with my jacket. And it was like, I, it blew every part of it completely blew my mind. And now you know I'm just jaded as hell. Yeah. I'm like, why am yeah. I holding my own fucking banana? <laughs> Where's our banana holder? Uh, <laughs> really- uh, Lizzie's locked herself in her trailer. She won't come out. <laughs> my fucking banana holder. <laughs> fucking ringling circles. You're running here. I remember, um, it's, it's sweet that you say that because I, I am still very in touch with when I first got started. And again, this is, you know, you were a baby when this happened, but my uh, my writing partner, Greg Daniels, and I came out to LA and we had our first job right out of college working on a show on HBO called Not Necessarily the News. And they showed us where our desks were going to be. Like, here's where you work. You'll have desks at, we had desks that faced each other like bankers. And cool. you're going to sit in this room and pump out you know, just write gags on these typewriters. Um, I'm sorry, what year was this? <laughs> 1985. <laughs> this is 19. This is uh, September 1985. And yeah, it's typewriters. That's crazy. And so, um, but I remembered the first thing, they, they showed us our office and they said, oh, and by the way, this here is the snack room. So, and it was a room that was just, you know, had like, you know, popcorn, potato chips, sodas, uh, cookies, you know, junk oh, food. snacks? Snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Could you actually list a few more snacks? I'm not. <laughs> a Cracker Jack, say, okay, which would yeah, be a popcorn with no, caramel. I get it. A Snickers bar. Anyway, Greg Daniels, who went on to, you know, uh, do the American Office and Parks and Rec, and um, I'm going to list all of his shows now and more snacks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, Greg. Came, he went He went there and he came back and he had a paper plate and it had some potato chips and cookies and stuff on it. And he was like, this, we get to have this. <laughs> now, keep in mind, he's 22, I'm 22. And he's like, we get to have this. I don't think we have to pay. Oh, and he'd like eat them and then he'd go, mm, 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 I'll be right back. <laughs> and it was the pure joy. Totally. Which, you know, uh, and now here we are a million years later but I still remember the joy of, I'm sorry, you know, it, when I was at Saturday Night Live at, this, at the craft service table. So we can have this? And do we have to sign for it? No, right? No, no, that's a craft service table. Anybody that comes to visit, that's the thing that blows their mind the most. It takes you back to those moments. But I feel that way about like an office supply closet. Mm-hmm. With like <laughs> yes. pens. Yes. And like, like post-its. You just take as many as you want. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. And you sometimes think, uh, and to this day, if I grab a cup, I mean, this is my, you know, uh, podcast company building. Yeah. But if I, if I grabbed a couple of my favorite pens, we all know what they are. 
Um, the pilot precise grip. What are they? Oh, God. And anyway, uh, but you know what I mean? There's a part of yeah. me that thinks I might get stopped on the way out the door. Yeah, and you make us pay for snacks. So <laughs> this is I fair. went and I bought one of those 1940s, um, those machines that dispense sandwiches. Automat? Yeah, and so I installed an automat. <laughs> of course you know what it's called. <laughs> and, and, what the f- if people want, and if people want toilet paper, they have to put in, and you have to find, you have to find nickels and dimes from the 1950s. <laughs> Such a fun office! Yeah. Oh, it's terrific. We're really it's great. It's um, great. So you did that, and then uh, I know that you did all these different projects, and you were, but then uh, Mean Girls comes along. Yes, and there was a lot of well, there was because there was a lot that happened before Mean Girls. You were ish, known ish ish, 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 definitely like freaks and geeks while it was like a mind-blowing experience just because it was also new it was not I didn't like feel connected to anything it was just all overwhelming right it wasn't fun it was just like I can't believe I'm doing this yeah and I did a few episodes of it and every episode felt like that and then sometimes I think like that some actors only have that experience like they only have oh people were sort of nice and it was fine but I didn't like bond with anybody and Mm -hmm. I didn't become like homies with the makeup like they don't have the full experience, well, what I consider to be the full experience. And I think it would be a really bad job if you only got that version of it. Right. Because so much of it is, like, you build these really intense relationships with so many people throughout, you know, every job. Maybe you keep, like, one or two friends as you move on. But, like, it is, I couldn't, the main, like, oh, I couldn't work in an office thing is I couldn't imagine not having that Full on, we are related to each other. We are in love with each other, and now I'll never see you again. There's I this. need that weird. <laughs> right, show. it's like it's yeah. like being in. I mean, I shouldn't say this, but it's akin in some way to being in the trenches with some people. Like it feels, it feels like we're in this. We got to make this work together, and then these bonds form. It bonds you, and then like the saying, the abrupt goodbye. It took me. I guess it's, that's the one difference. Is like you do these. You did the same show forever. You stuck around with these people, but for me, it was like. You have these experiences and then you really do like depart this family. And I don't know a single actor, certainly not any that I'm friends with that don't have like severe abandonment issues. And like we just go and do this to ourselves all the time. Like <laughs> well, we, it's wild. You know, it's funny. We always choose the thing that we fear most as a kid. And it's documented because I would talk about it. And I actually wrote uh, the writer E.B. White a letter telling him I was wanted to do something and maybe be a writer, but that I was very afraid of criticism. And he wrote me back. And this is in 1980. So what am I, like 16 years old? And I know that my nightmare was, what's the thing I care about the most? Being funny. What would terrify me the, terrify me the most? To be up in front of people trying to be funny and have it not work. I would rather be burned with acid than have that happen. What did I choose to do? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but isn't that impressive that you did that with your life? Like you faced the thing that scared you. And yeah, you always have to like put it in context. Like, no, it's not as impressive as like X, Y, and Z. We're just entertainers. We're yeah, pieces of shit. Exactly. Don't worry. Don't worry. We hate ourselves. Like, we suck. But it is like, you know, we're well, like facing yeah. the thing that's scary. So you said, so you said, and, and do you think this is something that is true of you and other actors is abandonment issues? Yeah. For, I mean, that's been my experience for sure. Right. And then 
Is this something you had your uh, your yes. whole life? I mean, yeah. yes. I mean, I know I, my mom died, and that's when it happened. And then, and you were quite young, I think, thirteen. Yeah. yeah, damn. But then, like, you see all these, and I think it was especially painful at the beginning because when you're doing, especially like young people, high school things, for example, when I did a bunch of those, there's this whole social element to it. I'm very happy to have graduated from this, to be honest. Like, aged out of it because it used to be like, okay, we're in Canada for two months and we're going to work together but we're also going to be best friends and we have to go out every single night together and if you don't go out then you're left out and it's like this whole social element to it which is exhausting and then you're convinced you're going to be best friends forever and you never are like you put those relationships you like put them in the real world and they fizzle and die except for like maybe one or two Mm -hmm. and the same thing with like romantic relationships like this is this is true love. <laughs> you have to like learn that a few times. I, <laughs> I think that's a pretty universal thing. Like then as soon as you're like not living in a hotel room with like n- nothing, no responsibilities whatsoever. No distractions, <laughs> nothing, right? Nothing. But the people I know who still hold on to that, and there are very few now that we're grown ups and people have families and stuff, but like you don't expect to it's never going to be the same. You accept that it's never going to be the same. It was interesting with with Fleischman because Taffy, who wrote the book and the show, mm-hmm. it was her ex- first experience doing a television show. And she's experiencing all of that for the first time. Like, on the last day of work, like, how emotional that was, last day of shooting. Like, but how, then what happens? And how do we stay close? And how, how do we do keep we, this going? Yeah, but you do get used to it. It's like a callous forms. And so... For Taffy, seeing it with her for the first time, and I just had to be like, it's not going to continue. This is it. Like, as bad as it feels now, it doesn't. it's not going to feel better. You're just going to maybe have another fun experience, hopefully, in the future. But, like, this is dead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Like, there's nothing that I can say to you other than the truth, which is, like, it feels bad. But most of us have been doing this for so long, we're used to the feeling. And so, well, and Couldn't you're you lie not, to her just a little bit? No. <laughs> like this is it you've peaked sorry yeah, yeah it's, it's I, horrible how is Taffy now is she okay yeah but there's still I mean we're still in it you know like especially with this rollout like the old school week by week episodes coming out it's still happening uh. but not for much longer. You know, for a few more weeks that I'll call her and be like, now it's really over. <laughs> it's, it sucks. Like, I do feel for her. And the, the premiere was in New York. And for many reasons, it was such a celebration. Uh, like, it felt the first time, like, post, like, truly post-pandemic. Like, it was a, in Carnegie Hall and at Tavern on the Green. And I hadn't been to a big premiere in mm-hmm. so long. And she kept saying, like, it's like my bat mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> and it really was the happiest night of her life. And it was so fun. It was genuinely fun. And those premiere parties are never fun. Like, they're always just kind of work. And I'm always in her ear, like, they're never fun like this, you know. <laughs> it's probably never going to be fun like this again. The whole time on It's good set, to have you around. You're all, <laughs> right? I like I know. What do you like on the holidays? Right? <laughs> this is probably our last Christmas <laughs> as a family. <laughs> the tree was a pagan symbol. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, but it is, Fleischman was one of those lucky things where like everybody in the cast was nice. Everybody came like very prepared all these things that don't happen every time. Everybody bonded. It really felt like a family. And everybody says that. And it rarely actually feels like a family family. But this did to the point where Taffy gave a speech at the premiere. And she thanked her sons and her her husband, Claude. 
at the end. And everybody, I mean, the thunderous applause for Claude, because everybody in that room knew, like, we took your wife away and you had to hold it down. And like the first time you do a show, I can't imagine anything crazier. And everybody knew Claude and everybody knew how he stepped up in the greatest way. And everybody, it it felt like genuinely like the warmth in the room for this show. I have never experienced anything like that. And I think it is because of Taffy coming in all green and bright eyed and like, this is amazing. And it's nice to have somebody remind you like, oh, actually this is amazing. Yeah, it is uh, my experience. I saw it at SNL when I'd been there for a while and was really still blown away by it. But I'll never forget when Adam Sandler showed up for the first time as a kid. All he kept doing was coming by and going like, oh, this is the best. (laughs) This is the best. Oh my God. Did you, you know, and again, that same kind of thing, like these snacks are free. (laughs) And, um, you know, and I thought I've always been drawn to that energy. I love that energy because um, I think the biggest challenge, and I'm not just talking about show business, I mean in any career, the biggest challenge is how do I stay young? And I don't mean how do I look young, but how do I just keep that sense of, wow, this is fun? Yeah. Which is, you know, um, it's you have to work at it. It's like stomach crunches or something. You just have to do it. You really keep bringing up them abs. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you've... <laughs> we get it. Let's see them. Wonderful abs. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, slurp, slurp. Slurp, blurp, <laughs> The sound blarp isn't heard much, but when I take my shirt off, you'll hear three blarps as different chunks of abdominal fat settle down by my ass. Oh, wow. Oh, come on. Oh, wow. Ladies out there, you're getting hot. How does your abdominal fat get to your ass? Yeah. It falls. Yeah. So it's back abdominal? It's like no, pendulum no, it's, swings back. Thank you. Betwixt fa- the legs. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Thank you. Know. Lizzie saw me come out of the ocean and oh, she saw, saw it happen. So it's like you're like swing dancing with your body That's fat. That's a beautiful yes. way to yes, think yes. about it. I think it's we're like good. That German, that Berlin film Swing Dance, which is all about people, (laughs) German, what an improbable film. I think it takes place like during World War II and there are Nazis, but kids are, Germans are swing dancing. You're like, no, no, you're impressive swing dancers, but maybe oppose this regime. (laughs) Swing kids. Swing Kids. Yeah, oh. I remember that movie. Oh, I yeah. remember oh, that. You actually made a reference I got. Yeah, and yeah. then in the end, uh, Hitler's driving by in a Mercedes-Benz, and he hears the the swing and the music, and he goes in, and he sees them all, and he decides to be a better person. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Yeah. Dance. God bless dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll save us all. Oh, it will. Yeah. Um, it will. You know, I was going to ask you, because uh, I brought up Mean Girls, and I this was something that is, I think, kind of important to your story, which is you played this character who's now iconic, you know, Janice Ian, and there was a while where you felt like you needed to now change the trajectory after that. Is that true? Yes. But that was, honestly, it was such a different time. Yeah. It also feels, it's so strange. It it almost feels like Mean Girls just came out, like, Mm -hmm. recently. For whatever reason, it's, it's, I've been talking to so many kids about Mean Girls. Like, in a, it came out so long ago now, and it's like it never really goes away, but it just feels like there's a weird resurgence. I think Mean Girls is one of those films, it's a bit, there's a bunch, uh, not a bunch, but they're, they're, they're few and far between, but it's like an L for something that's just going to keep yeah. getting rediscovered. I think that's probably true, based on what's happening. And it's, 
it's cool. I mean, I think I used to be like, I've done other things, you know, like right after the years following. But now I'm like, I'm, I'm very proud to have been in that. And I, I just asked the kids, like, but how is this, like this high school in Mean Girls doesn't look anything like your current high school. There's not like a social media element to right, any of this. Right. Like how, what are you identifying with, you know? Kids are mean to other kids. Yeah. That's a, it's a beautiful universal truth. It's emotionally resonant. <laughs> yeah. but, I, but, I, but I also think the reason I bring it up is I thought when you went to Masters of Sex, you had really carved out this very enviable niche in comedy. And then you take this big turn, which was worked amazingly well. Yeah, I and don't that, know that how that a, happened. That took a lot of, I would think, that, that's uh, talk about a brave thing to do. I think that's a brave thing to do. Oh, I was like... I think it was braver for them, honestly, to hire me um, because I hadn't done anything dramatic. But all, like the, yes, your previous question, the Mean Girls thing, I did feel like pigeonholed and typecast, but it, it's not like that for girls playing like the weird best friend anymore. Like the weird best friend gets to be the central character now. Right, now, that, now that's the star of the show. Yeah. yeah, and it certainly was not that way. So yes, I tried to do everything to like go against that and I like, you know, got a spray tan and dyed my hair blonde and got on this WB show. <laughs> my, I have a friend, actress, Lindsay Sloan, and we met, we've been friends many, many years now, but we met in audition rooms for these WB shows. And we both are like brunette, like Jewish girls. And we wanted to get t-shirts made that said, I am WB pretty. We'd <laughs> 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 always get these jokes like, they're going in another direction. It's <laughs> like blonde. We're like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I could buy a wig. Yeah. And like, I definitely did. I was like, I'm going to fool you into thinking, I guess I'm not Jewish or whatever, <laughs> whatever was required. I'm Dutch and I'm from Malibu. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm new here. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't, uh, anyway. But then Masters of Sex, like that whole process was crazy. I think I only got that job because they weren't shockingly familiar with smash hit party down <laughs> that like nobody in the world saw. So they just weren't aware, like the producers were not aware of me. And I just remember going out to drinks with them and just talking to them about how obsessed I was with this character. And then it was like the perfect time for me. Um, I just really identified with her and what she was sort of doing and going through, this this Virginia Johnson. And I had to do a uh, an audition, but the audition just in itself was amazing because they did like full hair and makeup. It was John Madden, the director, who's like an incredible director, like such a talent. And... I did all the scenes. It was just the two of us in this room. We videotaped it and not all the scenes. <laughs> you know. and Wait a like, minute. Yeah, this older white man. It's like, just where's you the and me ca- and camera. Where's the camera? No, trust me, there's a camera. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I realize now that that's what it sounded like. Yeah. Um, and then it was over and I remember leaving and feeling like even if I don't get this role, this that was so incredible like I don't get to do auditions like this for these dramatic roles and I had I didn't think I could do any of this I didn't think I could like pull this off in any way and then they called me and said that they wanted me to do it and I was like can I go celebrate I haven't wanted to celebrate in a while anything (laughs) anything and (laughs) they were like just hold off a minute and then that minute took like months and months and months for me to actually get the part and my agents were like you need to take this other job you need to do this other thing and for whatever reason I was like no I have to just the possibility of getting to do this is better than 
anything else. It's more of a, you know, real job. Right. Which I don't know if I'd have the balls to do that now, but I knew that like if if I got to do that, it would really change things for me. And it did. I now can do both of those things. And I have so many comedic actress friends who are more than capable of doing amazing, heavy-hitting, dramatic roles. They just don't get the shot at it. Right. So that's just luck. I don't know how that, I don't know how that happened. Well, now I want to find out why they were waiting so long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know? I did. There is, <laughs> I know why. <laughs> I know why. But you probably have to cut it out. Uh, well, up to you. Maybe you could, you know, disguise it in some way. Was there someone else in the mix? There was uh, an, a co-star who was not thrilled with the idea of me doing oh, it. Come on. Oh. Yes. Who yeah. was not Michael Sheen. It, right. it wasn't who ended up being the guy. Yeah, but I don't, and I don't know any of the details of that at all. I just right. know that there was a lot of pushback. Oh, God. Do you want me to cut that out? Well, I don't no. know if anybody knows, yeah, right? Yeah, it doesn't okay. matter. No, no. And I say we keep it in. And also, I, when I told you before the podcast yeah. that we would take stuff out. Yeah, you were lying. I was lying. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes um, we add stuff in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just be careful. There's going to be a voice that doesn't sound anything yeah. like yeah. yours. It's just, it was Michael Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, we're blowing up on the internet. <laughs> yeah, but it's not true. It wasn't Michael Sheen. I know. Uh, uh, but fuck yeah. it. We're blowing up. Yeah, I don't think the Michael Sheen and Lizzie Kaplan gossip is going to blow up the internet. Maybe <laughs> no, you don't whales. understand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a weird, it's a, it was a weird thing and a weird story, but it ended up working out and it ended up working out wonderfully because it was Michael Sheen. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a, a, such a big part, I think of a career and it's something that people don't think about that much, but it's the arc of a career. I remember, I don't know why when I was unemployed and in my early twenties, we, my, my writing partner and I got a job right away and then it went away after like a year or two, and we didn't have work. And I was sitting in a Dupar's coffee shop at like 11.30 in the morning and trying to make my breakfast last as long as possible because I had nowhere to go. Yep. And I'm petrified because every cars are just whizzing by and all I'm thinking about is... That is every, a very familiar feeling. Everybody else has a place to be and I don't. And did this not work? And what if this doesn't work? The thing that occurred to me, I don't care what happens to me, I just want it to be interesting. And I practically said it out loud to the point where the waitress was like, what do you want? Did you want hash browns? No. I said, whatever happens to me, I want it to be interesting. You want some interesting hash browns? <laughs> You're not listening to me. Wait a minute. Tell me more of these interesting hash browns. Um, but uh, you came on my uh, late night shows like, like five times or six times. You were on a number of times. And I always loved talking to you. But we never could have done this, no, this in is that world. Never. And this is more meaningful to me. Oh, totally. It's a, impossible to, I mean, those, those, like, the nightly talk shows are terrifying because you do, I mean, terrifying for me. I, I really go through quite some gastrointestinal Olympics beforehand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Let's just, talk more about that. Yeah, so what happens is... Um, <laughs> the small intestine yeah. meets... Well, you'll see. Do you want me to edit that out? No, no, no. Okay. I want to I want you to do that add-on. Add okay. yeah. yeah. In yeah. the demon yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah this is way... And I'm in many ways, like, I am minutes away from being on a porch with a shotgun like get off my lawn like I am a get off my lawn <laughs> old person I'm like six months away from that and I think most of the 
internet stuff is horrible and I hate it and I keep waiting for everybody to realize it was a bad idea and we should go back to how things were before. Yeah. But podcasts are like one of the only exceptions. Right. Because this is better. Like, why wouldn't you want to actually talk to a human? Yeah, and um, do it in a way getting to the time that my wife and I and you and Tom, we got to hang out together and have dinner recently with our good friend, Amy Littman, Robin Flender. Shout out to them. The best. Because if my friend Amy Littman finds out that I had a podcast uh, with you. I know. And and you, and she, her name did not come up. Amy Littman. Amy Littman. Amy Littman. I feel like we should talk about Amy Littman. She's yeah. great. She's a genius. And she uh, she was uh, one of the main creative forces uh, behind Masters of Sex. Yes, that's where I met her. She wrote uh, the episode that I'm the most proud of, Masters of Sex. This episode called The Fight. Oh, I know this one. Yes, she's like, she's next level, Amy Littman. Yeah. I've known her since my uh, sophomore year. Of college. That's crazy. And um, she'll maybe get mad at me for telling this story, but I ran the Lampoon uh, when I was there, the comedy magazine, and we were in this building, and we would have these crazy parties uh, every couple of weeks. And um, I did not drink at all the whole time I was in college. Uh, And um, I was the only, and it was an organization pretty much of um, uh, borderline alcoholics. But why didn't you? Because you were. Like yeah, focused on. The- yeah, it was really well. Also, I come from a family that that just uh, um, my there was a ingrained terror of alcoholism, right? Uh, which is earned in my family uh, in any probably Irish Catholic family. And so m- the the way that my people handled it, going back several generations, was no alcohol, absolutely none. So I grew up in a completely dry house, never touched anything, and it never even occurred to me in college. Like, well, no, I'm not going to do that. So um, I mean, I would I would be in charge of this place where people are drinking massive amounts of beer, wine, anything you can imagine, spirits, and then uh, there's a nitrous tank somewhere, and I'm supposed to be in charge, <laughs> but I'm nitrous. Uh, tank. Yeah, I know it was ridiculous. Uh, oh, those I thought were like, the days. yeah, I was like, <laughs> is someone going to do some welding? <laughs> No, you idiot. <laughs> We're going to suck on this until we almost die. Oh, no. But anyway, we'd have these parties. It was hilarious because right across the street in Adam's house on the first floor in a window uh, was a friend of mine who was there who would always call the cops because it was too loud because she was working on her writing. And so <gasps> oh, it was Amy. Brother. No. Yes, Amy. it was Amy. That's she would Come call the cops. On. Now, now, listen, to be fair, it wasn't the Cambridge cops. It was the Harvard police, which is, you know, and so they would just come by and they knew me. So like, ding dong. And people would be like, you know, whatever yeah. soft cell would be playing upstairs, oh, you know, teen in love and I said, bam, bam, get away and I want to bam, bam, get a oh, and ding dong. And I would go downstairs and open the door and they'd be like, hey, Cone. I'd be like, hey, guys, too loud, huh? And he went, yeah, we got a call. All right, well, fellas, I'm really sorry. I'll make sure we turn it down. And and then I would cross the street, and Amy would be there at her window, and it was so nice because it was nothing antagonistic about it at all. She'd be at her typewriter, working away, brilliant writer, even then. And I would walk up, and because her window was practically at face level, I would just walk up to the window and go like, hey, Amy. And she'd be like, hey, Conan. And I'd be like, too loud, huh? And she went, yep, yep, had to call. That's all right. 
Hey, what you working on? <laughs> we would just what? sit there and that chat. Is, why yes. didn't she call yeah. you? Why yeah. didn't she like just well, come first over all, and no, say, Conan? Because she's not going to. She's she's working. Oh. And first of all, I'm actually on her side on this one. Oh, I know is, you clearly are. Well, I am uh, not on <laughs> yeah. the oh, nerd squares. side at all. <laughs> I'm yeah, nerd give her a wedgie. No. Jeez. She, uh, <laughs> there's no cell phones back then. And there's no like calling... The castle, that would be like, you know, calling the Playboy Mansion during an orgy, you know? No one's going to pick up the phone. <laughs> hey, Telly Savalas, put your pants on and go get the phone. You got it, baby. You got it, baby. Hey, Adrian Barbeau, put on a bra and go get that phone. Not one big enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried 30 bras and they're all too small. I'm not getting that phone. So, yeah, I'm on her side with this one. But anyway, we just... Um, That's a crazy. Like, it's a really funny story, but it was a little bit like there's that old cartoon, that old Warner Brothers cartoon of the sheepdog and the coyote who oh, are... Oh, yeah, Ralph and Sam. Ralph and Sam, and they're arch enemies, but then the whistle blows. <laughs> they're each trying to kill each other, and then there's a, a whistle blows, and they're like, That's it for the day, and they yeah. both check out. And and that was <laughs> that was Amy and I in but college. But did, the, I mean, the other people who were having fun at no, the they, party. No, we were, so, we were going to get shut down anyway. Someone was going to call. It just always mm, happened to be Amy. Like a true <laughs> nerd. Wow. No, they This were. never ends with a lifelong bum, friendship. Bum, get away <laughs> and I've got to. Uh, uh. That uh, was probably the volume level too. And she's like, yeah, turn it down. I, I can know. almost hear it. Did yeah. a part of you want the party to end too? So yes. it kind of feels like you were hoping someone would yeah. call so that you, you could get Amy. back was to it work. I think I you? Call, you know yeah. what? There's a good chance. <laughs> yeah. There's a good chance. It'll later come out that yeah. I called Amy. Yeah. Yeah. The call can was coming please, from inside. Can you call the Harvard cops? <laughs> can you please call the Harvard cops? If I hear soft sell one more time, Conan, I'm, I'm working. Kill myself. I'm trying to work. It doesn't bother me. I can't hear it. You can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. Because your friends can't dance. And if, I swear to God, God, that music. It's really hard to be romantic about that music now. Yeah. Like, yeah. If there's ever the Conan O'Brien story uh, and they, they show a scene of a... <laughs> oh, my God. I'll be played by Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> and it's like me. 1983, the castle. The Harvard Lampoon Castle in Cambridge. Bum, bum, get away, and I've got to. <laughs> I'd well, watch it. I'd watch I would it. too. The yeah. lowest grossing yeah. movie of all time. I don't know. You're so short. Well, no, you I'd did cast Eddie Redmayne as an 18-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was your first problem. That guy could do it he all. He could do it. Yeah. He could do it. If anybody can do it. Um, Redmayne. <laughs> yeah, well. also, usually the the person who doesn't, like, experiment at all in, in high school, you in this story, goes crazy in college. But mm -hmm. you, you kept it. I did not. You kept it tight. Some would say I waited. We're still Until waiting. I met you. Yes. Yeah. And, so then, and the minute I met you, I was like, okay, I'm going to have nine Guinness in this real pub. <laughs> Ye old. <laughs> it was ye old. Do you no, remember the name like of the pub? The something and the something, you know. It's always the cribble and the jabble. Yeah, the slides and the t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a best friend when I was 19 and all, all my friends left for college and I was in L.A. by myself. And it was a horrible, horrible dark time. But I did this pilot that didn't get picked up in the one of the writers and showrunners of the pilot. Um, my friend Mark, he was 30 and I was 19 mm -hmm. and we became best friends. Mm -hmm. And all my 19-year-old friends were like, what? Why do you have a 30-year-old guy friend? <laughs> and his friends were like, why are you hanging out with a young girl? But it wasn't 
there was nothing. They right, were just right. buddies. Like right. we were really close buddies. But I made him take his first shot of alcohol, smoke his first cigarette. Every every one of his firsts, I did with him. Oh wow! So it's sort of the same with you. Oh wow! That is. I like to bring out the wild man yeah. in my elderly male friends. <laughs> <laughs> Not elderly. Didn't mean elderly. <laughs> I'm referring to a 30-year-old as elderly. 2025, here it comes. <laughs> this was this was one of my favorite talks in a long time, and now I'm just in a pit of despair. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's about time for your nap anyway. I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> I just fell asleep. <laughs> um, this, uh, this has been a real treat for me, Lizzie. Uh, seriously, uh, I adore you, and I'm so happy that you could come in and talk to us. And I just want to make sure um, that people also check out Fleischman because it's really good. Thank you. And I never say, like, something is really good, and I think it's really good. It will make you cry. Lizzie, you broke our, you, you destroyed what was, I think, a good podcast. Um, Sorry. With that image. Uh, but Sorry. Um, thank you so much for being here. And uh, I hope we get to do this again. I hope That'd so be too, because nice. I don't think I actually answered a single one of your questions. I don't think we, I think this was it. I don't think you asked any. I don't, yeah, I don't, oh, it was just that a must conversation. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. just a nice yeah. talk. I don't think it's on you. I mean, I have it's a whole bunch of questions here, but it's all about your finances. Oh, yeah, I love to talk about my finances. Okay, because I see a real discrepancy in your income tax return from two years ago. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you do a full background betting before <laughs> any guest can come in. You're solvent, but we're worried. That's a whole yeah. other podcast they do want to do with certain <laughs> oh kinds of God. celebrities. We are not sure how they pay the rent. <laughs> yeah. And I want to break, I want to say like, no, no, seriously, tell me. So wait a minute, because you haven't made a movie in like seven years. But wait a minute, so how? And then they'll be telling me, no, 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 I get this much from Cameo, and then I do this, and then I... <laughs> and I'll say, yeah, but okay, but you just pulled up in this car. I know, but it's a lease, and I'm not going to really pay it. It's a good idea, and also they just have to go on that celebrity net worth thing that says everybody's worth like $100 million. That yeah. thing's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's anyone who's worked for more than three years in a row. Yeah, $100 million. $100 million. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then other people just cite it, like, you know. yeah. This, that's how that's this, but I think that's probably the answer to your question of how these people who haven't worked who haven't made a movie in seven years, they just say, Look at celebrity net worth. I have a hundred million dollars. <laughs> Count. Celebrity net worth is never wrong. And what if the IRS could use that? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That'd be really funny. <laughs> well, according to celebrity net worth, <laughs> you owe us you owe us twenty five million dollars. I'm sure it's used in like divorce proceedings. Oh yeah. You would think. You should be able to use it to get a loan. For to, sure. Yeah. Oh for collateral. Yes. I'm going to do that today. A lot of good, lot of good ideas. Mm-hmm. See? Coming out of this. See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you thought this was going to be awful. I thought it was going to be the worst day <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Turns out. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan, I salute you. Thanks, Go pal. forth, continue to do well, and um, let's grab a Guinness soon. And when I say mm-hmm. a Guinness, you know I mean... Six Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> If most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do, and you can reach the right people 
who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not that's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. <laughs> That's one over 1 billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn <laughs> members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all sometimes have issues or things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time, don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah, and we need people to talk to. And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors. We carry small stressors. Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up. And I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. A lot of people have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know, I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I? it's not a good match? I Then it's awkward. None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Conan. I don't like to do this. I don't like to out somebody on the team for poor performance it's not my style i don't put down i build up no you don't oh, the opposite <laughs> all you do is absolute lie it's my entire time working you know what? for you has i was been think, that. you know what i was thinking of the obamas <laughs> you thought you were yeah, the obamas and then i re remembered no i'm talking about me your slogan is when they go high you go low yeah no my slogan is i don't care where they go i go low <laughs> And if they go very low, I go even lower. Yeah. I'm low all the time. Wherever they go, I hunt them down and kill them. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I attack from underneath because I'm so bar, far below them. Um, I'm disappointed because we owe a lot of uh, credit to this gentleman, Eduardo, who's done a wonderful job designing this studio. Mm -hmm. uh, he's our engineer. Yeah. You can hear him on the podcast sometimes, and he's always on it. Yeah. And we were just ready to start recording when it was revealed to me He's got several monitors, and I thought he was checking sound levels, checking, you know, making sure that the recording is happening For all perfectly. we know, he's monitoring the NORAD missile defense system, yeah, keeping us safe. He's got three different screens, uh -huh. uh, if you include uh, his cell phone, which is also propped up. We just took a peek. He's watching soccer. Two games. He's watching two games mm -hmm. simultaneously. 
Eduardo. Did someone just score? You got really excited. I didn't listen to a word Conan just said. (laughs) (laughs) This is the guy monitoring the audio. (laughs) I just know it works because I heard something. But uh, yeah, Mexico's playing right now. Mm -hmm. This is your team. This is my, one of my two teams, Go USA, Go Mexico. And uh, if they score another goal, they advance to the next round, which they have done since 1962, I think. Okay, so what is the score right now? It's 2-0. 2-0, and who are they playing? Mexico's playing against Saudi Arabia right now. But okay. their game is also contingent on Argentina and Poland, right? Potentially, yes. Yeah. So if if Argentina can beat Poland by three goals, then Mexico also gets in that way. Wow. And that score is currently 2-0 Argentina. Oh, jeez. Goal so, in either game. I yes. would. I want to yes. watch That's right. the game. So I don't want to record. Okay. Shout, out, shout out to Blay for ratting me out. <laughs> while I was watching these games. Wow. and He, he didn't says, rat you out. <laughs> Blay is, you know, uh, part of the crew that has to keep this plane aloft. Uh-huh. And he saw uh, someone behaving terribly in the cockpit. Wait, is this plane aloft? <laughs> I'm sorry. No. <laughs> it's this a mess. Is, this Everyone's a, kind of a mess. Can I just say Old that bus. during the U.S. game yesterday, which was also equally as important, we decided to push back recording uh, of any podcast or anything like that. But during Mexico's game, we were like, nope, we could keep wow. going. But wait a minute, wait a minute. In fairness, is this in, right? In fairness, I, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be fair here. Had I known, Eduardo. That's true. Had I known that this game was happening and this was important to you, I'm not as avid a soccer fan as most people believe. <laughs> but Eduardo, if I had known, I would have said, your job's your job, and fuck soccer. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! I see. But I just didn't know, so I didn't get to. Fair enough. Fair no, enough. Uh, I yes. I feel badly. You are allowed to keep watching the game, and will you update us if anything happens? I will update you. There's like three minutes left, so. Okay. Eduardo, I have to hand it to you. My hats off to you, though. You are as corrupt as FIFA in what you're doing. <laughs> but I, I, this is the only sporting event I watch in my entire life. Once every four years, so I'm with you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, you follow soccer as well? I do. I used to play as or a kid. If we, or as we like to call it, football. We do? Yeah. Hmm. Football. Football. Isn't that right? Yeah. That is correct. Football. Yes. Would you have been able to tell if Eduardo, like if you didn't know that he had the game, you wouldn't have no. been able to tell no, that I, he wasn't. I could tell because Eduardo regularly, when he's not paying attention to soccer, he has a couple of dials he uses that gives me more of a manly voice. (laughs) (laughs) And um, they're they're the testosterone knobs. And uh, he, so I I actually sound like someone who could still have children Um, instead of, uh, you know, pretty much turned into Georgia O'Keeffe now. Uh, Very old. How cool is this? Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, was that I, it? That was it. That was <laughs> okay. the voice. That was that the was fact I forgot to put. Wait, that's the, that's, that's, that's not the... more manly. That's manly. <laughs> that's me, uh, just as effeminate, but trapped in a well. Oh, I hear. <laughs> yeah. Help just... me, help me. Can someone please lower down the soccer scores? <laughs> I don't get reception down here. Please, Ed- Eduardo. <laughs> Well, I uh, I do think that you are within your rights. Listen, we don't have, I, I believe people should stand up for themselves. If you had come to me, Eduardo, seriously and said, I really want to watch this game, we would have made an adjustment. What else do I have to do? I don't have young kids like Sona and Matt. It doesn't matter. Saudi Arabia scored. Mex- oh. Mexico scored. It's oh, over. No. Wait, <laughs> no. Did it just happen? It just happened oh. right now. Why are you laughing? Oh. Because... 
if you can't laugh at your misery, I don't know what else to oh, do. Oh, he is tearing up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait. Oh. This sucks. What was the final score? Uh, it's about to be 2-1. There's a minute left. But either way, Mexico now has to score two goals. Oh, shit. And that's not going to happen. So, sorry, game over. Pal, sorry, oh, I'm sorry about Back that. Back to our continued podcast. You know what? Oh, man. I don't want to do this. <laughs> well, no. As miserable as you are right now, just think of if I had forbidden you to watch it, you'd have a few more moments of happiness. But now, in real time, we hear your misery. I believe that was karma. If I wouldn't have been watching, oh, I would have never did had the heartbreak. You did this. Exactly. You know what? I have to say, I do this too. <laughs> if I'm watching, uh, if my football team is down and they've just been playing terribly, I will leave the room and I say, I'm going to give them time to sort this out away from me. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh and I'll God. go and take a walk or something and then come back. And often the fortunes have been reversed in my absence. I'm just have a quick question. I want to travel back on something here. You were going to give Eduardo off if he simply would have asked for it. So if Sona yeah. and I have something that deeply matters to us. That like children. Des describe yeah. deeply matters. Be honest. Well, it's a new Star Wars TV show. Oh, I'm that. thinking it was kid related. There's, there's, well, always, just there's always a new Star Wars TV show. <laughs> Great. So this applies? We can just. No. I mean, okay. well, listen, within reason, I don't like to think of myself as the boss. I, I'm uncomfortable in that position. I like to think of myself as the absolute dictator. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Of course, of course, I want you guys to be happy. You're integral to the whole process. So on the air, I'm going to say yes. If you ever need to move the schedule, please move it. Ugh. Now. Wait, it's on record. Let's, it's on record. No, cut. but you don't know the tones of his voice. Well, I'm just going to edit whatever comes after this <laughs> oh, out. No, but that, that tone and the way yeah. he said that. Okay. But I also, I'm very good at pretending I have other people do my dirty work for mm -hmm. me. So I'll have Adam Sachs drop the hammer at Jeff Ross, and then I'll, oh, I had no idea. Oh, boy. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. oh I thought I, I was fine with you doing whatever you wanted to see. Was it Star Trek next? No, Star Wars. Okay. Isn't there a Star Wars where they visit Star Trek? No. There should be. What are you doing? I'm just saying. Luke Skywalker's there, and then Spock is like, live long and prosper. Oh, God. I mean, that's a, that, that makes everybody happy. That's no, a money-making machine. everyone upset. Okay. All right. Listen, well. now I know your plan, and I know if Adam comes and puts the hammer down that I'll know it's you. Yeah, but do you? Y yes. I'm pretty good at sometimes pretending to be a good guy. It's and all pretend. It's all pretend. <laughs> well, listen, Eduardo, I, I do. I'm sorry uh, for your loss. I know that's disappointing. <sighs> But Sorry. all you have to do is wait four years, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you'll have a little bit of good news. Still have USA. Go and to USA. It's only three and a half years because we'll be back right. in summer next time. That's right. Do yeah. people get angry if, if the Mexico team goes back home and they've been kicked out already? People uh, throw, like, eggs at them? No, weirdly, it's expected it, that we'll lose in the next round. Oh. Uh, yeah. But to lose in this round That's is tough. a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, thanks. Also, I think throwing having eggs thrown at you is not the worst outcome for yeah. some of these teams oh. returning mm. to their countries mm. after they've lost. Having an egg thrown at them would be quite a delight <laughs> for some of these countries. So yeah. that got serious you really fast. You brought it down a lot, <laughs> yeah. Conan. Sorry. I don't know why you did that. Eggs was like a fun, lighthearted thing and then you just got really serious. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't like it anymore. You know, I don't think anyone in Iran right now is saying, well, we lost to the United States. Um, we're on the flight home. I hope no one throws an egg at me. Okay.
Well, I'm sorry. This got really dark. I'm very uncomfortable. I don't even want to like giggle at the no, things you that you're saying. You should not. The fact that you even thought about giggling makes you a sociopath. Well, you you said it. You said it though. You're I the know. one who brought it up. I was very serious, and so, then you decided to make light of it. I don't. I value human life. <laughs> <laughs> you disgust me, Sona. Just gonna drink my water. Every time I get uncomfortable, I'm just gonna take a sip. So. Okay, that's a lot of water. <laughs> Peace out, Tupac. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Eduardo Perez. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. At Delta, we know Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.